Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Jill McGranahan. All right, the angry, angry men are dialing in. Are you going to say greetings? Greetings. Okay. Um, I forget what else you do. This is On The Mark, brought to you by the Sun Mark Lawrence. Mark Lawrence, your genial host. I portray a bad liberal on the radio. I have a great Subpar. Co-host. Subpar, that's right. right. Okay. And that certainly is applicable in this case. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm Mark Lawrence. Rob Sanders, our fabulous producer on the other side of the glass. Joe McGranahan is a natural-born, uh, not-listener, conservative finder of half-truth fox clippings for us on our show. So well, we always appreciate that. Thank you so much that. for that endorsement of my abilities to clip and say. <laughs> clip and say. <laughs> yeah, and we're not talking coupons. My gosh, what's uh, going on? We have one call coming in, one already online. This is a Holy busy smokes. day. Must be people it's the angry men. About. I'm telling you, they're a little wound up today. Everybody's wound up. Oh, it is one of the area angry men. All right, well, <laughs> let me open the show, and then we'll get them on the radio. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM in your text. Let's uh, go to our first call. Eric, you are on the line. Thank you so much for calling in. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Just back from a week down visiting my grandbaby down in Georgia. Um, Georgia has early voting going very well down there. Opportunities for people who perhaps can't get out on election day to vote early and safely and all that good stuff. Wait wait a minute, wait a minute, Eric. I thought Georgia was voter suppression headquarters number one. That all these people, I mean, that Stacey Abrams said that's nothing but a, you know, a Republican attempt to stifle voting, yet you're saying things are going well and lots of people are voting? In, in the one area I was in, which was very rural and very red, uh, in fact, it's really interesting, my wife snapped a photo of it, there's actually a uh, picture of one of the local representatives going to Washington has an AK-47 on his uh, on his uh, placard. <laughs> yeah, so, I think what happens very, is very voters... part rural part of uh, Georgia. What's happening in Atlanta? I can't tell you. I wasn't there. Oh, this right. was the rural part of Georgia oh, where my son lives. But um, I'm not worried about Georgia. Apparently, Mastriano is confused of what state he's going to be representing governor in because I came back and I finally saw a Mastriano ad and I was waiting for them. Oh, wow. And there was a picture of him saying, you know. He is for border security, and it shows a, a fence. Uh, Joe, do we got a fence going across Erie, the, the part of Pennsylvania, which is in national borders? Is there a fence going across there? I, I never noticed. <laughs> well, we should have if we don't. Yes, we should have customs at Lake Erie. <laughs> because we have all those those people uh, crossing over from uh, Canada, right, swimming across, and then we'll catch them on the fence. Well, I hope Mr. Mastriano has more concern about what's going to happen in Pennsylvania. 
but apparently he doesn't, so that's fine too. He's but talking my, my about concern is, um, and uh, I'll take everyone back to uh, the presidential election 2020. And I predicted on this He's show about man. a what week or two weeks ahead that uh, Mr. Trump would lose and he would contest the election. And he did, and he did, and there was no firm evidence that any kind of fraud had occurred. Now, already, because his boy, Mehmet Oz, is, is probably going to lose, he's already wanted to throw, throw uh, doubts in the election already two weeks ahead. You know, um, what are your views on that? Well, where do you begin? Right, you took a breath. I was beginning to think <laughs> I'm you were going to. I'm sorry I was gone to. for a week. I had a lot of pent-up stuff, guys. Got a lot of so pent-up anger. My wife says calm down. I'm going to take you, a deep breath now and let you guys Pent-up is certainly a mild phrase for what you got there, Eric. But no, I... <laughs> Thank you. I, I, uh, I don't think President Trump's comments were particularly helpful, no. It, it's hurtful, and it, it throws um, our election process, and that's my concern. This guy is a charlatan and a fraud, Which and guy? he also has a personality disorder, I think, that anything that he says he's going to do and then it fails cannot be because he failed. It, can, it has to be because of another issue and a fraud because he Oz cannot tell you. Oz or Trump? Who are you talking, talking about? Trump Oz, uh, Mr. Trump, who tapped because, let's face it, Oz is his boy. Anyone who uh, doesn't believe that Mr. Oz is now the Republican uh, nominee because that uh, Mr. Trump uh, tapped him is, is fooling themselves. That's Dr. Oz and President Trump. Well, and they've given up Former on President Mastriano. Trump and Dr. Oz in quotations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you're right. He is, he is licensed to uh, he is licensed in Turkey. So yeah, he's probably a doctor in both countries. Okay. Well, he's but, a doctor in this country. He, he went to about to, Mr. Trump trying to already he two went weeks to the ahead, University of Pennsylvania. Uh, doubts in our election. Eric, he went to the University of Pennsylvania. He's a practicing physician. He's a brilliant surgeon, apparently. Uh, Mr. Trump is now a practicing physician? No, I'm Oz. talking about Dr. Oz. <laughs> Trump's a physician. Is he, is he licensed in Turkey, too? He I must don't. be because he served in the Turkish Army as a doctor. Yeah, if any of Dr. Trump's patients die, it's because they had pre-existing conditions. <laughs> Struck him as funny. Must have. <laughs> right. well, that is the best line you've had in many, many moons. All right. We, have, we have another but, uh, caller. We'll let you wrap up. Uh, Even a blind okay, squirrel gets an say, you know, once in a while. Let's, let's try to keep uh, former President Trump out of Pennsylvania politics. And last thing I would occur to anyone who has not registered to vote, I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, Independent, exercise your right, but you have to do that by today to register. And right. don't be intimidated. Register to vote and, and vote your conscience. Well, who, who's, Thank intim you. who's intimidating anybody? Well, there's national news that there are people, and I, I didn't catch what state it was, where there's this, these drop-in ballot boxes where there are armed people in, in tactical gear standing close by, you know, and what are they doing there? Oh, oh they're, 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 they're checking... No, they're not. They're standing trying to intimidate people from voting. Oh, yeah. no, those Antifa people have to cut that out. No, but... Uh, uh, you mean there you go, Joe. They work there you go, for, Joe. They work you know, for the state. We, we all know who who is, is they'll be holding the uh, the arms and acting tactical and, you know, and who they're trying to intimidate. Okay. And if you don't believe that, then acting go ahead and pull the wool over your own eyes. But uh, a lot of us out here see what's trying to happen. Acting tactical. Um, All right, we have to act again, tactical if you, and if you move take on. away the, the uh, mail-in, which Mr. Trump wants to do, then my mother, who's voted Republican probably her whole life, can't vote. So 
All right, we got you. Thank you so much, Eric. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Good to be back in good old PA. Good Good to have you back. (laughs) A lot to unpack there, folks. Where do you begin? All right, 1-800-795-9565. If you'd like to join the Angry Man Club, feel free to give us a buzz. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Leave. Uh, I don't remember what state it was. Was it Georgia where uh, somebody filed suit that where, where they had seen people stuffing the ballot boxes with more than one ballot? They had apparently done some harvesting, uh, either from family or friends, and stuck multiple ballots in the box, which you're not allowed to do. Everybody has to mail their own ballot or drop it off themselves. Uh, they did add security there, but I think that was the settlement of a lawsuit. But I don't remember where it was. Georgia, maybe? Well, the incident that Eric was talking about is in May. Mesa, Arizona, Maricopa County, where two armed individuals were seen dressed in tactical gear outside a Mesa ballot drop box on Friday. Uh, They were seen there. They weren't hanging around. They were just spotted there, and someone panicked. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's a pretty good introduction for Stan. Good morning, sir. Sorry to do that to you. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. All I heard when Eric called was blah, 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 because... The TDS is run strong in that man. That's you know, but that's all I got to say on that. Uh, I called because I, I was driving in. I heard a, a commercial on your station about Veraheal about medical marijuana. Uh, I got a question. You two are old enough, as I am, to remember when they told us that marijuana was a gateway drug to the harder stuff. Correct. I've heard that. Yes. Yes. So, but yet we're all—they're all pushing this medical marijuana. And my understanding of the stuff that they're producing for this medical marijuana is a lot more potent than the stuff that the kids used to, you know, toke on. Personally, well, I couldn't tell you because I've never toked. So, medical marijuana <laughs> is very effective at pain relief and also anxiety relief. So, for individuals for whom it's the right drug. You are right. It could be presumed to be a gateway drug, but all drugs are gateway drugs to something else. If you have an addictive personality, you're going to go on to something else. But medical marijuana is extremely helpful and effective and great for especially temporary use for individuals who need it. So it's uh, it's an approved medicine. It's like opioids. They do have a proper use. Yes, I'm misused and addictive. And, of course, they're not being pushed as hard as they were. And <laughs> half the people who have to use one now are scared to have to even take one, think they'll fall into the abyss of addiction by taking 10 milligrams or something. But uh, medical marijuana is safe and effective under the right circumstances, but uh, you're right, in the past, illegal marijuana marijuana does not involve smoking. Uh, not under 99% of the cases, but un- under... Well, no, I think there's some folks can do that. Really? But in any event, I believe so. We could check it out. Certainly vaping is feasible with medical marijuana. Anyway, Stan, that's still not why you called. Well, not, 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 not totally. I mean, as far as med- medical marijuana is what it is, okay? The, the government, well, the state governments, because the feds still consider it illegal class, what, class one drug, the, the heavy stuff? Yeah. Whatever it is. Anyways. Yeah, with no and, uh, medical... I know you, you, if, if you have a medical marijuana card, it prohibits you from purchasing a firearm. Plain and simple. By federal law. So now, I know Biden is going to pardon people that are in prison for medical charges, convictions, because of uh, marijuana, marijuana convictions. Mm-hmm. 
Personally, I don't know how many federal crimes, because you can only pardon federal convicts, correct? Yep. That's my understanding. Okay. How many federal convicts are there because of using marijuana? I think most of those there are because they were dealers or heavy distributors of large quantities of, mm-hmm. of illegal marijuana. Now, the other problem is the states that have legalized marijuana for recreational use. Okay. The, the marijuana, my understanding, the marijuana that is out there is a lot more potent than the old stuff. So it doesn't take as much to get on the high, and there's people going out on the road. I know that everybody will say, well, alcohol is the same thing. Yes, it is. But my understanding is it's not as easy to <clears throat> roadside test for marijuana as it is alcohol. Alcohol, the cops have a breathalyzer they can give. Now they do the the stand-up, see-if-you-can-fall-over type test. I don't know how that affects some people with marijuana. <laughs> Actually, they want to see if you can stand up, not well, that they can fall over. To, in answer to one of your earlier questions, the question is, can you smoke in public with a medical card in Pennsylvania? And the simple answer is no. Smoking medical marijuana in public isn't legal in the U.S. Unlike our neighbor Canada, smoking recreational medical marijuana in public is a criminal offense. Well, that answers Good, nothing and it should that be. we're talking about. But that will not... That's the question we talked with. Can no, you we started it? out, are there any forms of medical marijuana that you smoke? The answer is yes. Now you find out in Pennsylvania law you can't smoke medical marijuana in public in, in public, Pennsylvania. Right. Not so what we're talking about. apparently in private about. you can go into your bedroom and smoke medical marijuana. Thus the answer is yes, as I said it was, that there is smokable medical marijuana. Well, forgive me for double checking you. I forgot <laughs> you are the oracle of all things <laughs> proper and improper. Look, I, I know what the marijuana laws are. Uh, why we, would that be? Because are we've changed them again? all while I've been program director Are you here. Choking again? And we talked about it. You're the one that comes in here <laughs> high as a kite. <laughs> you have more THC in you than uh, than the well, THC factory in Shimokanam. That may be so, but you've got something in you. Too. You it's... probably stand downwind of that factory, <laughs> enjoying that. It's like a uh, sweet, acrid smell. I How would you describe it? I just hang at the front it? door and ask for ask for samples. How would you describe the smell that comes from the plant? I've only smelled it once. Uh, medical marijuana. I've only smelled it once when our chief of police took me along on a drug bust. Oh, okay. So I, 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 I hear it's I, pretty strong. Right, the plant like doesn't it smells smell? Like, it smells like rope. No, the plant doesn't. Oh, okay. Well, They're you, not burning anything in there. They no, have, but the, the plants have a, have a slight of sweet smell, too. You can smell it in Danville near the plant up there. But in any event. You can? Yes. <laughs> I, I go shopping at Giant right there. I don't ever smell well, anything from there. like a guy but anyway. who out at the marijuana plant hoping for a good smell. Well, no, but prevailing wind would take it away from the Giant and take it away from Shimokan Dam. Yeah, but I drive on the other side, too, every day, and I don't smell it. But okay. neither, neither here nor there. It doesn't matter. Yeah, moving uh, on. Yeah, I mean, but the other thing is we have candidates running for office that are promoting recreational marijuana. The big one is Fetterman running for the Senate, and I'm sure Shapiro won't oppose it if it comes up, you know, a, as governor. So I have a problem with that. But, you know, I also have a problem with Fetterman and Shapiro anyways. 
Well, the, Stan, the, real, the real question they're, they're would Democrats be... They're Democrats and they're, and they're anti-guns, so Stan, yeah, whatever. Stan, the real question would be, in the states that have legalized recreational marijuana, what kind of experiences are they having? Are they finding there are increased instances of car accidents based on someone smoking pot? Is there, you know, a, an increase in crime with people trying to get it? I mean, I, I haven't heard a lot of talk about what states that are permitting recreational marijuana are experiencing in terms of any increase in crime or any, any adverse effects from it. I, I think Colorado has some adverse effects. I can't tell you what they are off the top of my head. But, you know, the news media won't necessarily publicize it on, on a regular basis if they're having negative results because they're kind of in on it, too. That just seems to be the way things are going. So it'll work out in the end somehow. I mean, I I can't stop it personally other than vote for people that oppose it. And that's the most I can do. I guess I could get down to, you know, Harrisburg and protest on the front of the Capitol steps. But, yeah, that wouldn't get me anywhere either because the people that are going to do it are going to do it anyways. So, But well, and, uh, I have a thing for Eric. Eric was saying about Mastriano having a thing about border security. All right. Border security is important to everyone in the lower 48 because it affects every one of us. The illegals are crossing and they're coming throughout the country. That's why Mastriano is concerned about it. And if, and if Shapiro isn't concerned about that, just one more reason to not let him into office. <laughs> okay. All right. It, it, it's true. I mean... Well, you don't know if, what his if position they're not worried is on about anything. People coming here illegally and doing anything about it, they don't deserve to be in office. All right. <laughs> Shapiro wants... Do you think they should, Mark? Shapiro wants strong border security, too. I just bet. <laughs> Go to his website. Yeah, Shapiro also has a position on medical marijuana uh, on his website. He wants immigration reform, is what he'll tell you on his website. <laughs> just like... <laughs> Fetterman will say they want immigration reform. Well, that's different. What exactly is immigration reform, Mark? Immigration reform to John Fetterman is to get Fox News off the border so that no one knows what's really happening Did down there. Did you hear the numbers that they released over the My weekend? My point exactly. Did you uh, hear the numbers? No, I didn't. What they, are they? Of course, they do a dump. Over 2 million illegal immigrants so far this year. Or in the, I'm sorry, in the fiscal year that ended in September. Over 2 million, I think it was... Oh, well, that's an understatement. It's much higher than... Well, it's that's double what that. they... That's that, what it, they it's found. right, Mark. That's what they found. Much higher. Yeah, much, much higher. All right. That, that's a tighter time frame. Maybe just two months or one month or something. The number should be about six million if you add up each quarter, each month this year, something like and that. And how, how many illegals are in the country right now? What have we been told? Well, they used to say between 12 and 20 million, but th that uh -huh. number is probably actually... That was 10, 15 years ago. Right, so it's probably about, you know, 25 40. million... 40, yeah, 25 to 40. Okay, well, we'll stipulate that's yeah. good enough. Hey, uh, Spotlight PA, go to their website. They have the, all the positions that they can discern for the candidates, Fetterman, Oz, Shapiro, so you can find out what their stands are on medical marijuana. Of course, Fetter, or, uh, Mastriano won't talk to them, but they did from uh, the few things they could find that that he has said on that or on his website they do have some answers to some of the issues spotlight pa okay, okay. thank you sir okay. thank you all sir. Right, have a good one. yeah much appreciated great call all right two great calls to start the great week off joe mcgranahan is here our fabulous co-host good conservative natural born earplug wearer and won't listen to anything i say and we have rob center fabulous producer uh, dressed in uh, is that considered red or like a reddish or phillies 
Phillies. It's the old burgundy logo from the uh, 70s and 80s. Ah, yeah. okay, good for you. Yeah, the 80s. So hopefully they'll do once again in the 2022 what they did in the 80s. The numbers that came out is U.S. Customs and Border Protection data shows migrants were stopped over 2 million times last year, which is up from 1.73 million the year before. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. medical marijuana. Nobody mentioned the A word yet, so maybe somebody will call in about that. 1-800-795-9565. But we talked about uh, Senator Mastriano. Who's oh, we're running a commercial on the station that says Pennsylvania women are outraged. Are they? Are they? <laughs> I saw some over the weekend. They didn't mention it, but I'm sure it's kind of a subdued outrage. It's not, uh, not exactly. The Democrats are having problems with the fact that they're not getting the resonation they expected to get on that issue. And there are even Nancy Pelosi and over the weekend, uh, Bernie Sanders said that the Democrats are not focused enough on really important issues like the economy, the price of gasoline, mm. inflation. Okay. They're just pounding abortion, abortion, abortion. And that's way down on the list of things people are really concerned about in this election. Well, a new NBC poll says almost a quarter of U.S. voters are deeply concerned about the abortion ruling. And that's an NBC poll. Uh, right, but yeah, but that, that's a quarter. What about three quarters are uh, women are, uh, of course, concerned about that, well, as sure. they should be, one side or the other. But uh, it, women do most of the purchasing in the U.S. these days, and women know they're being gouged when they well, buy online or right. shop at stores or whatever. But so the commercial we're running that's presupposes the big that there are no women who favor or who are, who are right-to-life people. And that's not <laughs> true. There are many, many women, right. at least probably. Probably, I would say, half of the women in Pennsylvania. Well, it just depends on the rule. I think a lot of people were content with Pennsylvania's restrictions up to 24 weeks, and they thought that was a satisfactory compromise. But nothing's changed. I mean, those rules are still in effect here in Pennsylvania. Nothing's changed. Right, nothing yet. Republicans in Harrisburg are working to change that. If Oz is elected, there could be a national ban on abortion. Now, you'd need 60 votes to do that, and I don't think even every Republican would vote for that in the the Senate. I know. Does he say that? Does the ad say he's for a national ban on abortion? No, it doesn't. It says that if they they would, the implication is that if if Dr. Oz were elected, he would support such a ban. 
Uh, they even took his, uh, the quote that he says, uh, it's murder, any way you look at it, that's in this commercial, that they took it out of context. Well, yeah, his about people, something else. Yeah, his people say that that was about Fetterman's second-degree murder parole concept. Right. Which he won't have anything to say about anyway if he's in the Senate. But they make it sound like it's about abortion, and right. that's not what it's yeah, about it's, at all. Oz's his people say that's from talking about something yeah, else. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the way these commercials go. I mean, you know, they're really, uh, I'd be amazed if we actually heard some talk about the issues. I mean, Dr. Oz is at least talking about inflation. He's talking about the economy and things like that that are really kitchen table issues for people in this country, in well, this the state. And the preview of the Trafalgar poll that comes out, uh, Fetterman takes another percentage point in favor of him. So Oz is, it, now it's outside the margin of error for this particular poll. That'll come well, out, I think, tomorrow or Wednesday. MSNBC this morning had their pollster on who surprisingly seems very straightforward and uh, not at all biased one way or the other. <laughs> like a pollster who's a scientist? Yeah, like, wow. Yeah, like he's actually somebody who's thinking about what he's saying. But he has the race, uh, he has Oz and Fetterman within one point of each one other. One point, okay. And uh, Fetterman had well, been like nine or knew. ten points ahead earlier in the spring. Okay. But people are realizing that the guy just can't handle the job the way he is right now. Biden. No. Uh, well, Biden can't either, but this is, I'm talking oh, about Fetterman. Fetterman. Right. Yeah, and I think uh, it's going to be very telling tomorrow night when we see this debate, uh, how Fetterman does. A lot of people, well, I don't know how many people in Pennsylvania have already voted, but they could be even be a million or more. It's hard to say. I don't have those kind of numbers, but have their mail-in ballots already filled out and sent in. And I mailed mine over the weekend, and my lovely bride reached across the vehicle and mailed hers, too. So we, we both have voted. Did you so, put the date on it? Uh, yes. Good. Oh, my gosh, isn't that terrible? You know, it's funny because how many times do you sign your name and you put the date right beside it. I mean, right. almost everything, everything you do, they even like the date to be written in your handwriting and not whomever happens to be presenting the papers or whatever. And so, how could you miss that? I don't think you could, unless um, you're deliberately trying to miss it. I think part of it is confusing is because when it says, the instruction is you have to sign your name and date it below, and then they have a line there that says signature and a line there that says date. I think that's what throws people off. They think there it says date. You're not supposed to sign it. or well, <laughs> It's bizarre. I see sign and date or initial, and I do what I'm supposed to do if it's a legal document. Well, and this should be interesting. This, if Oz and Fetterman are close, this is going back to the U.S. or the state Supreme Court eventually, potentially, and certainly uh, it could be decided by the justices. I, I want them to throw out the dated, undated ballots. I think if people can't follow the simplest of directions, then but more important you than can't that, vote. and you're right about that. But more importantly, it's the law. It was enacted right. by the legislature. And I can't go to my polling place and just suddenly forget one key part of voting. You have to do it all. So, um, plus, I think that would uh, restore some confidence as well. But we'll talk about that during the 9 a.m. hour. This is WKOK Sunbury. Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe. Right, right. I'm here, buddy. I'm here. How you doing? I'm hanging in there. How about you? Are you a Phillies fan now? I'm Phillies excited. 
I, I don't follow baseball at all, but when the Phillies get in it, or the Pirates, or somebody from Pennsylvania. <laughs> the Pirates get in it? Well, they're not right like that. Every, if they ever did. Every 30 years or so. All right, 40 excited. or 50 years, somewhere in that neck of the woods. Right. But now I, I'm really excited for all the Phillies fans, all the people who have endured mm -hmm. all the years of frustration, and now here, when they weren't expected to do anything, that looks like they might take it all. Yeah, they Bryce Harper parties. can continue to go in the way he's going. Had big parties in Philadelphia yesterday. I bet they did. Some of the neighborhoods. Yep, bet they did. Rob Center is uh, excited over there, so everybody's uh, ready. The games start on Friday. They'll be on our sister station, Eagle 107. I believe there's a game on Friday and Saturday and maybe Sunday, and then they... Friday and Saturday Friday, in Saturday. Houston. Yeah. Ah, there we go. Okay. Then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week in Philly. All right. Right. Then Friday, Saturday in Houston again. But okay. that won't be necessary because the Phillies are going to do it in five. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> do you remember at the beginning of the spring, I put on our uh, program director's meeting agenda at the bottom that the Phillies would sweep the World Series? <laughs> Well, I don't remember yeah. that. Oh, I got to see that. <laughs> so now. I put your whole schedule there, though. You know, all of the games were there in the Times, so that everybody would know for conversation's sake during the meetings. And then at the end, they put Phillies appear in the playoffs and then sweep the World Series. Oh, I hope that comes to fruition. <laughs> yeah, that go, would be wonderful. Go to an old agenda. We'll see if uh, if what I put down is uh, prologue to what's about to happen here. All right. So welcome on board, everybody. This is on the mark. Rob Center's just a fabulous Phillies fan over there. He's just. Uh, Die-hard Philadelphian. He's having a very good year. Right. The Eagles are undefeated, and they had a bye week, and they're coming back soon. So they'll be playing again. And uh, we'll keep you posted about the Eagle 107 schedule because, uh, they, of course, they have tons of sports over there, so there might be some changes in the schedules. So we'll keep you posted. On the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. We now have our toll-free lines open, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Now, we do have some very brief news headlines. A road death in Union County Sunday happened on Interstate 80. A tractor-trailer crash claimed the life of a Center County man. State police say 70-year-old Thomas Loner of Coburn, Center County, died in the crash in White Deer Township, Union County. Troopers say went off the eastbound lanes around 12.15 p.m., hit guardrails, hit a ditch, and several trees and his truck overturned. There could be some traffic delays in Watsontown this week's work starts tomorrow with lane restrictions during the day, 8 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. Pendot says they're doing patching on Main Street between 3rd and 4th Streets. Watch out for delays. State House member Linda Schlegel-Culver partnering with the First Baptist Church in Danville to honor veterans in the 108th Legislative District. Uh, she says they will serve a pre-Veterans Day brunch followed by a patriotic sing-along. It is on November 10th from 10 a.m. to noon at the church, which is located at uh, 12 Brookside Drive in Danville. Of course, that's just off Route 642, which is Jersey Town Road. In addition to residents of the district, uh, she represents, Culver says, individuals are invited if they're part of the change to 108th District next year. So start to cater to those uh, individuals. CBS News has confirmed that former President Donald Trump is encouraging Pennsylvania state lawmakers to put an end to mail-in voting. This was first reported by Rolling Stone. CBS News Chief Election and Campaign Correspondent Robert Costa has more on that. Former President Trump is encouraging state lawmakers in Pennsylvania to repeal Act 77, which allows all voters in the state to cast ballots by mail. This shows he is working behind the scenes to affect election 2022. 
And uh, Rolling Stone reports President Trump is already laying groundwork to challenge the outcome of the Pennsylvania U.S. Senate race between Republican Dr. Mehmet Oz and Democrat John Fetterman if and only if Oz loses. If he wins, there won't be any challenging of the election from Trump. Uh, Trump's message, according to Michael Caputo, one of his allies, is in the September 2022 meeting, uh, was that state legislators in Pennsylvania have to act now or else we will have no excuse mailing voting long into the future, Caputo told CBS News. What can Trump do as head of the Republican Party can make phone calls and talk to people? Well, I'm sure Republicans in Harrisburg would love to repeal it, but can they do so without the governor signing the repeal? Well, did you have a, uh, were you asked to identify yourself when you uh, requested your mail-in ballot? What security was in place to make sure oh, that they're still, it's still the signatures in Pennsylvania? That's it. Yeah. So... It could be uh, easy. Oh, well, to... let me scratch that. Yeah, we may have uh, used. Uh, we our ballot comes because we vote by mail now, but uh, we may have had to use our driver's license or something else initially to get it. Yeah. I don't remember okay. what I did initially, but that would make sense that you'd use a driver's license because they know about them in Harrisburg. Right, but of course but, you uh, said that was not everybody a driver's has license was going to be, make things terrible. Well, right? we know if if you want to have a voter ID conversation, we can have one. Mail-in voting is thought to be secure in Pennsylvania. Well, I'm asking you as a, a reasonably intelligent human being whether you thought there were sufficient precautions in you getting you and your wife getting your ballot well, that you're comfortable that <laughs> no one can abuse the system. No, the signatures is not the right way to to okay. secure elections. I've said that all along. I don't care if you require folks to do fingerprinting, ID, carry a gun, and show that they're carry Republican <laughs> when they go to the polls. As long as you provide the fingerprinting and the gun and the photographic ID and everything else to, so that everybody can vote. That's the trouble with voter ID laws in Pennsylvania that have been proposed by the legislature is they're really designed to carve out certain voters who have trouble getting... Uh, that was the claim getting, in Georgia, but that didn't, isn't the way it worked out. No, people are overcoming it, but if you hear the stories coming from Georgia, they're going to great uh, effort now. Th some things it takes them months to get ready to get their IDs and their parents' birth certificates and all this other stuff to get ready, but they are, because you know they know what's coming, they're overcoming it. Well, that's what people do. If right. you really want to vote, you but will find a way. But do you think that's fair to take, you know, like uh, Eric was saying, a, a voter who's elderly and been voting in the same place for, um, you know, maybe a half a century or so, to say, no, you need your parents' birth certificate now, we're going to strike your registration. Nothing's going to stop them from going to the polls, though, the way they always did. Well, Mastriano wants to purge the registration. Well, that show. can happen from time to time. Oh, okay, so we should wipe out all registrations no, not, from time not, to not time. not everybody, but I mean, we should certainly purge the voter rolls. To, if someone hasn't voted in like four or five years, their name should be taken. Oh, off. well, that already happens. No, that, it doesn't happen. That's, not, that's the problem. It, it certainly is. It ha it's legal to do it, but not everybody does. No, it's all, everybody gets, every no, county no, has to no, purge. No, they don't. I think you do. No, they don't. Okay. <laughs> well, guess what? We need somebody who knows, because we know you don't know. And we know you don't know. <laughs> well, I, I know all counties around here purged, but I didn't realize it was voluntary, but you look it up. All right, let me finish the headlines. Uh, speaking of elections, today's the deadline to vote, or I'm sorry, to register to vote. You need to go to your courthouse by close of business today. Now, technically, they say you can uh, register by midnight, but maybe that's online. Your courthouse certainly isn't open until midnight, but I wouldn't be shocked if some of them stayed open a little late in Pennsylvania. 
But vote.pa.gov has uh, the form you can fill out, which I guarantee you asks for your driver's license or some sort of government ID. And if you want to register in the online version, if you don't have that, you have to come up with some other satisfactory way. But anyway, today's the deadline to register to vote. That's the bottom line. Hey, guess who was out campaigning? Who? Doug Mastriano. Oh, how about that? Dateline. Peckville, Lackawanna County. This is from WBRE. Doug Mastriano, the Republican nominee for Pennsylvania governor, brought his Restore Freedom Rally. Have you ever heard of those, Restore Freedom Rally? No, uh, I Saturday, he was in northeastern Pennsylvania. The third of his three stops took him to Fiorelli's Banquet and Conference Center in Peckville. About 300 supporters gathered there to hear Mastriano discuss topics including school choice, election reform, and eliminating sanctuary cities statewide. He said, quote, so I know on 8 November we're going to choose a new day in Pennsylvania. We're going to choose Mastriano and we're going to come out in overwhelming numbers here and upset the liberals' apple cart. Dot, dot, dot. We just want our freedoms back and we want to keep on seeing here time and time again is that we are not understanding. We're not getting the whole story from John Shapiro, who is a career politician, unquote. Uh, besides his stop in Peckville, Mastriano also held rallies Saturday in Drums in Luzerne County and East Stroudsburg, which is in... Where's East Stroudsburg, Joe? Uh, it's in... It's west of West Stroudsburg. Okay, Monroe <laughs> County, Poconos. Come yeah, on, work with us here. Okay. All right. One Why other... are you asking me if you already knew? I wanted to see here if you if you're still holding on to your Pennsylvania geography, which no, is I'm slipping. No, I'm not. I've lost it. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, uh, let's see. One other item here. It says uh, Penn Live is reporting the Republican candidate for governor of Pennsylvania last week falsely claimed that prestigious children's hospital in Philadelphia was grabbing homeless and foster children and experimenting on them with gender transitioning. It was the latest in a series of statements by Doug Mastriano who made the comments during an interview with a right-wing network that features Steve Bannon. Uh, Mastriano has refused to answer questions from Penn Live and other traditional news outlets during the campaign. He's expected to speak at an event Saturday night in Lancaster County. Oh, this may be, maybe this has passed um, um, because this is a clipping from last week. Uh, anyway, uh, actually, uh, the Children's Hospital in Philadelphia released a statement saying this week they do not grab homeless and foster children and experiment them on them with gender transitioning. Are you surprised to hear that they're... Is that... Do you believe, Chop, that they would... Do you believe their denial, I guess? I have a, a neighbor whose son is a practicing physician at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. I don't think they're grabbing people off the street and... Or foster kids if they or, see them. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. Okay, well, maybe Doug's got some news we don't know about. But, yeah, he should call the state police if that's true. That would be, what, kidnapping? Well, yes, it would be. But, uh, but and what are they doing? Subjecting them, making them wear dresses or... Uh, uh, no, gender transitioning. They start oh. the experiment. Well, yeah, they do surgery there. That's one of CHOP's programs is to help teens that do transitioning is uh, with medical care. But uh, I imagine that, surgery, too. the difference too. between that and actually going out and grabbing Well, yeah, grabbing homeless. Street. Well, no, that's for experimentation. That's what that's for. So, yeah, Doug Mastriano's grip on reality... <laughs> I wonder if he knows about that pizza shop in Washington. Right there. <laughs> it does harken back to that, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they had a uh, child abuse and consumption 
basement full of Democrats there, only to find out that the pizza shop that was named doesn't have a basement. <laughs> okay. All right. Dave's been patiently waiting while we do frivolity here. Last caller before a quick break. Go right ahead. Yes, good morning, gentlemen. I sent an email last week, and I don't know if you got a chance to answer, answer it on the gubernatorial candidates, whether they, either one of them has any made any statements on uh, forcing kids to get this COVID vaccine, whether or not the parents want the kid to have it or not. Yeah, we did talk a little bit about that. I think we read that on Friday. Uh, both candidates have talked about it. Josh Shapiro is a little bit vague. He certainly favors the existing vaccines, but it is, uh, and uh, Mastriano has, is 100% anti-vax in every way. I mean, as it relates to COVID, I don't know if he, I don't know what his view is on more traditional vaccines for kids, but he's 100% against it. But it is a, a national initiative, the CDC is interested in adding COVID vaccines to the you know, series of vaccines that kids are required to get in the U.S. And so it's, it's more of a national story, although it would have to be implemented in Pennsylvania. And uh, um, But that's their view. I haven't heard... Josh Shapiro is not 100% clear on it. And then... Um, so he's equivocating? Uh, no, his it's website just doesn't <laughs> say anything about the COVID vaccine and kids. And Mastriano is 100% opposed to vaccines, mandatory vaccines. Okay. I, I wasn't able to hear the show on Friday, so gotcha. I, I missed it. So. Yep, we got okay. it. Okay. All right, just, thank just you so checking. much. Thanks for calling Thanks in. Thanks a lot. Dave. Mike, since that was a short call, you're last caller before the last break, or before the break. Okay. Uh, you know, often I've said on this station that uh, talk radio would last bastion of free speech. Well, it's my understanding that uh, the government and the Biden Justice Department now wants to go after Elon Musk and attempt to block him from acquiring Twitter because they're afraid that uh, Twitter will now be a free speech platform. <laughs> that doesn't sound you right. Hate, well, you hate to have that. <laughs> we have yeah. got well, to stop I mean, free speech. Twitter, Twitter squashed uh, the Biden laptop story right from the beginning. You know, and, and there's a reason why these uh, social media and high-tech companies do that, because they want to have the protection from liability that they have now you know, it, that the government gives them. But anyway, that, that's not really the, the reason I called now. After I just listened to, to what you guys had to say, uh, I, it's just amazing that what's, what's happening now. I think about a week ago, maybe less, I talked to you guys about the midterm elections and how they generally follow a pattern. When one party has complete control during the off-year election, they lose one of the you know House or the Senate. And it only uh, that since post World War II time, that's only happened one time when the party in power kept the entire uh, shebang, and that was in 2002 in the post 9/11 era. And and I mentioned that I'm worried that this government that we have down there right now. They may want to try something to get people at the last minute that haven't voted yet to rally around the president and rally around the status quo and, you know, to keep the Republicans from upsetting the balance. And I just I turned on the news and they said that we're staging the 101st Airborne next to Ukraine in training. So I'm, I'm wondering... What, what are we putting American troops on the border of Ukraine for now? <laughs> Draining, I guess. 
Hmm. Training. <laughs> it's always a training. I've been involved in some of them training missions, but not with the military, but other, other things in the past. And, I, and, I, and usually the training missions are precursors to what you're going to do. And, I, and that's, what, that's what I think about that. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm a little concerned about that. And uh, so I, I just called to, to ramble. And uh, I love this show. Like I said, uh, talk radio is the last bastion of free speech. And I wish more people would uh, participate in it. Because uh, I know that you have listeners that don't want to call. But all you got to do is you have to pick up the phone and dial that number. And there's always a pleasant voice answering, uh, whether it's uh, a man or a woman. They, they're very nice and congenial, and they listen to what you want to talk about. And you can tell them you want to talk about something, then you can go on and ramble about something else like I'm doing right now. But it's a great place to get your voice out there, so let's hear from them people that don't want to call. Take right. care, man. Yep, thank Take you, care. Mike. Much appreciated. All right, we'll hit the break. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We've got one caller waiting, but we'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at on the market, WKOK.com, and you can text us at 70236 with the keyword OTM. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. E.B.'s letter here. On Friday, Congressman Fred Keller went to a Head Start program and read to school children. This is an absolute outrage. It's sick and disgusting to have Republicans reading to children. Who knows what kind of perversion and sickness they are going to try to indoctrinate our kids with. Exposing children to Republicans sends the message that being a conservative is natural and okay. That certainly is not the message we want them to learn. Clearly, this is part of a plan to brainwash our children into accepting racism, homophobia, and Trump worship. I'd even go so far as to say that having Republicans read to children in schools or libraries is a form of child abuse. We must put a quick stop to this grooming. Signed by, of course, E.B. Now, on the other hand, read the other one. I love to talk to people all the time when I'm out and about. I'm appalled that these young people never listen to the news. They have no idea what's going on, except they are brainwashed against President Trump. Not every one of them has a good percentage. 
I don't know what that means. Not every one of them have, oh, not every one of them, but a good percentage. I can't get in a conversation about what's going on around us, and when I ask, don't you listen to the news, I get the reply, no, I never watch the news. Huh? My question is, how can anyone maintain an attitude about something when they have no clue? Any of the people I talk to also are brainwashed that Fox News only carries lies. I really doubt that. They've been fair and balanced since the startup. They have members of the Democratic Party on their discussion shows every time. Every single night, I would never miss Jesse Waters, Tucker Carlson, or Hannity. All of them also put reporters on the street to demonstrate how clueless many of our kids are. <laughs> and even those going to college. This is such a tragedy against fairness. I realize we have the right to vote as we wish, but certainly I would want to know exactly what is going on out there, not just what the one propaganda network feeds them. Scroll the channels and learn what makes sense before stepping into that little voting room or before taking part in that false or farce of early voting. All right. Oh, uh, you took part in that farce. Right. Of early it's actually quite real. <laughs> I say farce. Um, and in Pennsylvania, you can vote day of. You can go pick up your ballot at the election office, fill it out while you're there, and hand it in while you're there. And uh, so you got same-day voting in Pennsylvania if you want to do that. Thank you for the emails. Very much appreciated. Yeah, and I think... Uh, your ballot number? Uh, uh, the ballot... The, the ballot itself has no identifying information on it, but so you of can course, photocopy it and then send in another one. No, you, you, you can only name. vote one time. The envelope identifies so you're only you. You're supposed to vote one time, but people actually do vote more than that from time to time. <laughs> Not in Northumberland County, I guarantee it. All right, Dan, you're on the now mark. That's a challenge. I accept. I'm going to vote more than once in Northumberland <laughs> County. Which even the first one is illegal, right. let alone the duplicate. All right, Dan, go right ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, uh, Mark, first of all, I have to chastise you <laughs> about Friday. Uh, our great friend Joseph called about COVID-19 jab, about the jab you get, and he, prevented, he presented three cases where the jab didn't do what it was supposed to do. And that was all right then he led how this jab has a lot to do with the new world order and then you were very rude to joseph you talked over him and mocked him and that that is not supposed to be what we call free speech as our great friend mike was talking about so Dan. you have to be a little careful there. It's the very That's definition of free called, speech. <laughs> it's the very definition of free speech, people saying what they want to. Uh, but you talked over him. Well, that's because we're trying to have a discussion on the show. He wanted to do a soliloquy that would have lasted about four minutes. That's not how we do that. We uh, try to do a discussion like you and I are doing right now, where you say something and I reply. And uh, as this show typically goes, is people calling in accusing me and me defending. But that's how it works. Okay. Well, okay. I got my part out the way I saw it. So that's the main important thing in I've talked to other people over the weekend, and they saw what I saw, but we'll let that go. I called anybody that listens to this program ought to watch Full Measure. That's one of the best half hours you'll ever see about the news on TV. 
And yesterday, Cheryl Acton interviewed a whistleblower from the FBI. He served since 2014, and he he's on leave. He's still in the FBI, but he's not doing anything because of his positions. The one position that got him in trouble is, is January 6th. Now, he's seen what all of us seen, the police, the Capitol Police opening the doors and letting the, letting the, the, uh, the tourists in, not the ones that were radical doing the damage, but he's seen them open the doors up, letting them in. He, they showed it yesterday, too. And what, what's got to him why he he can't he's having problems with the FBI's because they're prosecuting them tourists just like they were in there to cause damage and they didn't cause any damage they just were left in to go through the Capitol building as any citizen <laughs> during has the insurrection the right to. <laughs> I don't think and they were tourists they if they were there during that. the insurrection and they, they the doors were open but the FBI is making an example as if they were part of the problem. And he can't go along with that part of it. And he was told that he has to go along with it or else he's, uh, I can't know the exact words, but his overseer over him told him he, he's... Uh, has the wrong agenda. I'll put it that way. But what you should do is pull that up and watch it. I re I don't I don't have the ability to send it to you. I would, but I recorded it. But it's very worthwhile seeing. He went back through how the FBI implanted people into the governor. Remember that. They accused this group was gonna uh, kidnap the governor of a uh, I forget which state you might remember Michigan. Uh, yeah, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. And the FBI informants were in there, and they encouraged it, it, this thing to go on. That they would. They supplied bullets. They had infiltrators in there. So they were they were as just as guilty as the rest, but they wanted an agenda. It's the right like this group supposedly was right wing. They wanted them to to look like we're you know, the right wing is nuts. And that's another problem he had with the FBI. And he's just an agent, just a, you know, and all of that, but he presented a wonderful, okay, uh, a great, great, great program there that a lot of us been saying that the FBI is becoming an arm of the Democratic Party, even the even quite a even not the center, the more left of center part of the Democratic Party. And I recommend anybody that didn't see that you missed you missed a great opportunity 
to see that we that call in how the FBI is becoming an arm of the Democratic okay. Party. We're not all a bunch of right-wing nuts. Hmm. All right. All right, so we got I, you, sir. Uh, thanks, Dan. Guys, yep. have a great You too. Day. Hey, you too, buddy. Thank you so much for calling in. 1-800-795-9565. We've also talked today about President Trump working to challenge any races that he loses uh, that are or coming support, up. Or, or people he supports lose. Right. Well, that's what I mean. He loses. He's a stakeholder in them. And uh, Senator Mastriano is accusing CHOP of kidnapping kids and forcing them to undergo gender transitioning, which CHOP says now... You take this with a grain of salt. That's Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Right. Uh, they say they are actually not kidnapping kids on the street <laughs> and forcing them to undergo gender change surgery. So who do you believe? You know, it's, uh, that's, a, that's a tough one. Uh, the Sunbury oh, Motor Company. Mastriano on that one. Uh, yeah, I think most people would. Uh, I, I think you would certainly expect most of the renowned children's hospitals in the U.S. to be kidnapping homeless kids and foster kids and forcing them to undergo surgery they don't want. That's You think they're doing that, you uh, say? It's pretty routine, isn't it? What? Uh, they children's doing hospitals. That? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the if you say so. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the Sunbury Motor Company. I, I'm sorry, I can't say that name in this sentence after that. We'll be right back. I'm going to tell you about the, the our sponsor. All righty, right. Joe, you got lots to read. Oh, let me, uh, Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Find out tons more about them at sunburymotors.com. Go down there and ask for Ernie or Austin. Well, go down there on 11 and 15 at the Kia dealership. Ask for Alphonse. He's over there. He knows the numbers. Jeff Clock is over at the Sunbury Motor Company. He'll make sure that you get your place in line if you're ordering a vehicle. Jason and Chris are there moving vehicles left to right, and Tony's an expert on procurement using their allocations and making sure they get vehicles. That's why he knows that the line of folks waiting for the Ford Lightning truck is now about two years long. So, yeah, dozens and dozens of people in line ahead of you waiting for a Ford Lightning. There is a mannequin Ford Lightning on display at the Sunbury Motor Company. That's the electric pick-em-up truck. They also got the quick lane, and they got the body shop, and the parts department, and the big truck shop. And they're also looking for people. If you're looking for uh, to switch jobs, if you're an experienced worker in some of these areas, or an entry-level person looking for a career change or a first job, uh, the Sunbury Motor Company would like to talk to you. I want to talk to you about one of my favorite vehicles. It's the Hyundai Veloster. They had one on display down there last week, and I drove by uh, this week, and it's not there now, so I'll assume it was sold. Uh, typically, they're about 35000 bucks or so. It's a hatchback. It's that low-slung one that's ultra-sleek and fast. It's got a 1.6-liter turbo uh, motor, but it is definitely high performance. In fact, you can upgrade the motor to the 2-liter turbo, uh, and it is just uh, fabulously, ridiculously fun to drive. It's smaller than some of the vehicles, so too comfortably, four squeezed in, but uh, just a fantastic vehicle. Guys are using them now for do those slider cars where they race around and use the emergency brake to turn it, but uh, oh, very modern vehicle. Hyundai Veloster, available at the Sunbury Motor Company. Order one up on sunburymotors.com. All right, Mike from Bloomsburg says, I am so sorry, and I apologize for addressing the two of you as men without asking is that if that's what you identify as. I actually identify as a pirate. Oh, do you? I do. I have asked there, matey. Yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum. Okay. So call me Pegleg. 
Okay. Well, All right. right. Let's see here. Um, Same emailer. Still anonymous. Meanwhile, in other news, FBI agent Stephen Friend claims that things are so broken at high levels inside the nation's premier law enforcement agency, the FBI, that he had to blow the whistle. And then there's a link to a news story. Fullmeasure.news slash news and then the cover story. So just go to fullmeasure.news and... and you'll see a story uh, about a whistleblower in the... Uh, Whatever, FBI. Right. Should be there. All right. And then one of our textures says, Oh my, Trump wants mail-in voting repealed. He's not the only one. Trying to affect 2022 election is not unlike Democrats in 2020 who illegally changed the rules. I'm assuming that that's what he wanted to say, although it starts with an E, and I'm not certain that I understood what it would have been if not that. Right, and there's nothing to indicate that President Trump has done or is doing anything illegally in terms of his 2024 challenges that he's planning, nor the 2024 challenges that he's planning. Uh, and uh, so that's all legal, what he's doing. And in Pennsylvania, according to actual law, the changes uh, in 2020 were, were legal, too. They were upheld by the state Supreme Court. And unfortunately, our governor had wide latitude to make significant changes. And uh, so... Well, the state Supreme Court's an arm of the Democratic Party, you know. Right. I got you. Right. That's why they just... Well, they re say the that's why they just Court rebuffed them the on Republican their... Party. That's why they just rebuffed them on their latest challenge, so because they're so Democrat. But anyway, uh, and unfortunately, it was legal, but the legislature's working to change that, and they're having... They, of course, they can't get it past the Democratic governor, so they're doing it through referenda. So that will be changing in the decades ahead, this uh, big issue that we have that the governor can just whimsically change things. Unfortunately, the sad part about it is it was legal. I don't think it was right, but unfortunately, he did it anyway. Of course, he didn't ask me first. Well, and I'm surprised he didn't I know. You. I'm so informed. Uh, one of our other emailers says, abortion is murder and supporting it is evil. Using it as a form of birth control is disgusting. There are many other forms that don't kill a baby. And then uh, this last one said, Fetterman is as brain dead as Biden. Biden zones out during interviews and speaks incoherently on a daily basis. Which leads to your clipping today. Did you actually print it out? Yes. Claudia Tenney, a Republican from New York Congresswoman, uh, discussed President Biden's cognitive abilities after his latest sit-down interview had some serious critics wondering about his ability to serve. Tenney wondered, or warned rather, that the question is serious, arguing he is not confident enough to be the president of the United States after appearing to zone out during an MSNBC interview this weekend. <laughs> Here's what she said, and she makes a point. This is really sad, but he reminds me of a Madame Tussard wax figure. <laughs> he comes out, and they turn him on, and he delivers talking points that are presented to him by his shadow government, the staff behind him. And he's really showing that he's not competent to do this most important job in our nation and I really I joined on a, uh, and I really I joined on a letter with Congressman Randy Jackson about making him subject to a cognitive test this is serious stuff we've got enemies around the world you've been interviewing tremendous people about China about what's happening in the war in Europe which is unprecedented we've got to start looking into whether Joe Biden is actually capable of being president I think he's not I think we should consider all of these avenues I thought he would resign last summer, and other folks are saying, no, he's going to wait till after the midterms, you know, try to shore up whatever they can save in the midterms and then resign. But the 25th Amendment, don't you need, like, the cabinet and the vice president on yeah, board? Right. Some people well, have to <laughs> sign off. It's oh, not going to happen. Yeah, come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Kamala Harris might 
and try to rile the troops up, but I don't think that's going to happen, and she's been a disappointment all along as well, so... Well, that would be unseemly, since she would benefit from his removal. Right, well, that's it's not going to happen anyway. You know, I think the Unfortunately, we went from one buffoon to another, now we're stuck, and that's all there is to it, and President Trump's going to try to do what he can to get himself in in 2024, and that's probably going to be our well, fate. If... if I think left on his own, uh, as he used to be, Joe Biden is a decent, honest guy. Um, well, maybe not honest, but decent. Uh, you know, but he, he, there is a serious question about whether he's capable of performing this matter. job. It's, it does matter. It, I mean, I think we... we surround example, yourself with good people and stay out of their way. Look, do you remember Woodrow Wilson? He had a stroke. No, I don't remember. <laughs> well, right, you don't. I've only missed him by half a century, or a full century, actually. Well, actually, he, he did. He, he became incapacitated. He was uh, touring the country, trying to drum up support for the League of Nations and America's entry into it. And he, he just pushed himself so hard, he had a stroke, and they rushed him back to Washington. They kept him incognito in the White House for months and months. His wife denied access to anybody who was trying to see him. She actually became, in fact, the de facto president, simply because she was making all the decisions of speaking for her husband. Mm -hmm. Is that what we have here? Do we have people behind the president? And, and we should have known about that. I mean, the people should have been told that Woodrow Wilson was incapable of governing. There was no succession thing back then where he could sign off and say the vice president will take over. But there is now. And if Joe Biden isn't capable, if he has cognitive issues, the American people have a right to know that. They have a right to know, well, we know that our that president is going to make rational, intelligent decisions. Maybe I disagree with them, but I don't want them to be because he's a muddled old right, man. Here's the confused. truth. We know he's not as sharp as he used to be, but he can still speak and move around. He may get confused from time to time, I but he's still... speak and move around. Right, and he still <laughs> does a good speech, so we're still going to hear... Oh, he still does a speech. You Good as in the eye of the beholder, I suppose, of the hearer. But anyway, so... The, What's I, his new thing? A multi-mega trickle-down or something like that? Mega. Oh, something else. Mega, mega, mega trickle-down. Whatever that is. Oh, I didn't hear that one yet. Well, it's hard to determine exactly what he means by that. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, we are talking about, is the president going to be able to fulfill his, his term? Or no, I think what we're he... talking about is, should he re be required to take a cognitive test? The only reason that I think that this is really particularly germane is uh, our enemies are watching. If somebody wants to attack the U.S., they'll probably be like, oh, well, let's do it now while they have a demented uh, president. Do you think... The other path is the ultra-maga plan. There you go. Ultra-maga, you happy? Listen. Yeah, but what if our enemies are think, watching? Do you think that Vladimir Putin would have tried what he did in Ukraine if Donald Trump was still the president? Mm. I don't. No, I, I don't know, but Putin and... Weren't he and Trump buddies? Well, that's what—that's the rumor, but nobody ever proved that. I mean, yeah, maybe that would have helped, given the U.S. more influence in that area. Uh, I would suppose that if Trump was president, Biden or uh, Putin probably would not have done that. I would think uh, simply because my, my feeling is not that they were buddies, but that Trump was so unpredictable that no one could count on him for a, for the same response that they would get every time. Mm -hmm. Biden, you can count on. I mean, you know he's, how he's well, going to I think he's done respond. everything we can at the moment without putting boots on the ground, which you don't favor. Well, hey, he told us that these sanctions were going to bring Russia to their knees. 
they're bringing the United States to their knees. With well, but I think Putin's manipulating everything. It's ruining the whole balance that we had on the whole planet. I mean, look at the wheat situation and the pipeline situation in Germany, which is driving up oil prices everywhere. So I think he's, he's influencing everything deliberately to hurt the U.S., to hurt Biden. Well, you think he's deliberately hurting Biden? I think that's part of his plan, yes, is to make the U.S. Is, uh, suffer as much as possible. Well, how would that be possible if Biden were a strong and aggressive leader? Uh, I don't know if you could do that. I mean, you can't stop Putin from disrupting the oil markets like he has, and you can't stop him from disrupting the wheat markets like he has. I'm not sure Biden, would, I'm not sure Biden or Trump could stop him. Trump could stop him with words, less so than military. Well, but still, I think there are there are ways to encourage good behavior, and there are ways to discourage bad behavior. They're not always the same thing. But we haven't tried that. We put in a series of sanctions and then let them go, and the war is drug on and on and on. Have we escalated any sanctions? Have we done anything additional to Russia? Have they suffered anything more? Well, they keep talking about escalating sanctions again and again. I don't know what's left and what they're not doing. All right, folks, give us a buzz on this topic. We are on the Putin, Trump, Biden conversation. Who could have stopped whom? Is Biden, or check that, is Putin trying to hurt the U.S. by disrupting the global oil markets and, and uh, by disrupting the wheat flows out of Ukraine? Is the U.S. one of the targets since Biden is in and Trump is out? I see the connection. Do you? 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. You can text us at 70236. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you can trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You can shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Uh, Joe, you want to read something in front of you? An first? example of wasteful spending, corporate subsidies along with PPP. And that's signed by Tom. Thank you for that. Uh, uh, let's see, top one. There you uh, go. Biden has never been a decent or honorable guy. Just ask Clarence Thomas and all the black men he demonized as criminals. All right, and one says, no, Mark, changing election law anyway, but through the legislature is not legal per constitution. All laws for voting will originate in the state legislature. Yeah, that's an excellent point. It, it doesn't make it more illegal what Governor Wolf did. It just made our system more vulnerable. Yeah, more blatantly uh, busted, but uh, unfortunately perfectly legal, and that's the bad part. Joseph, you are on the mark. you got a couple of minutes left. Yes, I heard uh, Dan chastising you, Mark. Now I'm going to chastise Joe. <laughs> oh, great. Not really. I'm just going to ask him a question. Give me room to uh, respond. You said that uh, President Biden was an honest and decent man. And then you, you, after you said that, you dropped the honest and you cleaved on to the decent, that he was decent. Well, you, I want to add, my question is, 
any man that would uh, take a shower with his young daughter, any man that would grope a woman in the halls of the Senate or somewhere, wherever he did it, as she testified to it, and that lies continually, is that <laughs> decent? Well, unfortunately, we're stuck with them. Well, let me put it to you this way. You probably don't drink, but if I were going to have a beer with somebody, I would choose Joe Biden before I would choose Donald Trump. Well, why? Because I think he's, he's at least, let, let me, if you don't like the word decent, how about affable? Will you accept that word? Uh, well, give me a definition. I'm a little ignorant on that word. Affable, affable. friendly, congenial, someone that's fun to talk sort of to up or front, be with. Honest. Yeah, honest. Oh, okay. Well, he. <laughs> I. I. <laughs> well, personally. I wouldn't want to have a beer with any one of them. <laughs> but I, if I had to sit down with a conversation with any of them, I would sit down with Donald Trump. Okay. Oh, a buffoonery narcissist liar. But if I liar. sit down with either one, I would call to uh, attention to their lies. They both lied, you know. And President Trump, remember that deal when he was on the bus with that guy and he, they had him on audio saying that he could grab a woman, you know, and so on and so forth. Uh, that's not being decent either, you know what I'm saying? I agree with you. That's not. And, pardon me? I agree. We're in agreement. I don't. I think that was Yeah, I don't think they're going to be fine examples of uh, so people then you're, raise you're up in front of your You're going to have to change your definition about Joe Biden. He's not a decent person. Okay, well, I, I agree with you. I'll use the word affable. <laughs> okay. I, that's... I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. So you won this round, Joseph. I agree with you. Okay. We'll wait till the next one. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thanks Thank for you, calling Joseph. in. Yeah, All right. For setting me straight. Tomorrow we'll have open phones. Uh, we're probably going to hook up with a CBS guest. They have about three different people available to talk about this thing where the president's making sure that he's ready to challenge every outcome that he doesn't like right. in, in this night, election. You know what tomorrow night is? The big debate. The big debate. Fetterman versus, versus Oz. Oz. So. And the Wizard of Oz will prevail. <laughs> All right. You know that wonderful whiz? Right, I gotcha. Okay. You think Oz will win the election? I still think he's going to win. Uh, a lot of folks who are following trends he's say... He's got it down to one point now. So no. Yeah, and that's well within the margin for it. Well, that's one poll. Other polls have a little bit more distance. So, But certainly it's neck and neck. It's too close to call. And... Uh, I hope he wins because I want my prediction to be accurate. That is the only reason. Purely selfish. <laughs> Forget the people of Pennsylvania. Right. You just want to be right. <laughs> I just like to be right. Thank you, Donald Trump. All right. Of course, I also predicted Mastriano would win. That seems like a, a tall climb at this point. Oh, Herculean. <laughs> right. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury WKOK News Time. It is 10 a.m.